Today on First Cup, we're talking about preparedness and we're talking about, I don't know, some of you wrote, actually wrote some stuff in on the Facebook page. So we're going to talk about all of it and we're running live in 15 seconds. Stick around. I got coffee. Three, two, one. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Today is Tuesday. It is September 28th, 2021. How, how is that possible? In Q3. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. Remember when it was the beginning of the year? Anybody else remember that? It feels like it was like, I don't know, two months ago. And now here we're almost in the 10th month. This is crazy. Why does life move? Why does thing, time move so fast? I don't like it. Good morning, Daniel. Ah, oh, well, if you're watching live, thank you. If you're watching later, thank you. If you're listening later, thank you. Uh, I want to thank Jared and Chris, right? Yep, Jared and Chris, for leaving stuff in the Facebook group on Facebook. I dropped the link in here because um, it makes it easier for me to collect your questions, your comments, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, wow, Stacy says that Frank inspired her, and she's in, she signed up for her first concrete break at a tournament. She's been doing a lot of wood. Now, concrete. Good for you, Stacey, and good morning to you. Well, I hope you had a good Monday. My Monday was weird. It was just weird. So I mentioned that I had a, a client meeting that was going to go most of the day. We had booked off from 11 until like 5 or 6. Um, I met up with client and employee that client has, and the three of us had lunch, and then we did like an hour and a half of work. <laughs> that was it. Which was fine, because I ran back here, and I got a couple orders packed up and shipped out, and did a whole bunch of other stuff, you know, client stuff, my own stuff, went to the gym, had a good workout at the gym, went to the grocery store, bought some food, it's kind of redundant, isn't it? I went to the grocery store, and I bought towels, like, nobody's going to say that, I went to the grocery store, came back here, cooked, actually, I came back here, <laughs> hold on unloaded the groceries, put a couple things away, and was about to start making food when, because I'm dedicated to my clients, I looked at my phone and there was an email from a client who has been having an employee issue. Not the same client as yesterday. Uh, another client. And client said, can I send this email in response? And I looked at it and I was like, no, no, you cannot. So I went, I called, I didn't even write back, I called, I said, do you have five minutes? Turned into an hour. We had an hour-long conversation about um, why being right isn't always the best way to manage people. So, it was good. I spent about 20 minutes shelling beans while I was talking to the client, put, on, put the client on speaker, shelled some beans, you know. It was quarter of eight at that point, you know. Klein doesn't care. Oh, look at all you guys coming in here. Dennis, good morning, Dennis. How long before you take on the rack of ice on the bar? 
look at you showing off by getting to actually go places. Well, you know, we have gasoline. What can I say? For those of you that don't know, um, the UK pretty much has no, no petrol, as they call it, no gasoline. See, said, I broke ice this winter, small, just for video fun. I remember that. Daniel, I have to cancel Taekwondo training tonight as I can't get there. Well, that's that's crazy. Um, I'm debating on whether or not to say this. I would encourage everyone to keep some gasoline around. You only use it when you need it, like emergency kind of thing, and you rotate it through. I have a couple five-gallon, the expensive ones, not the plastic ones, but the expensive steel ones, where I'll fill it up, I'll drive to the gas station, or I'll, I'll empty it out in my car, drive to the gas station, fill up the gas can, and fill up my car. And so, other than the initial expense, it doesn't cost me anything. And then I have gas around for the lawnmower and, and stuff. But in a situation like this, where there wasn't, you know, if the pumps didn't have gas, I could manage. You know, especially if I'm not driving far, I could manage for a few weeks. You know, go to the grocery store, kind of a thing. But it's a bummer. I hope that's corrected soon. Stacy's saying, it's a virtual tournament. Gets to... Go to her teammate's porch. Well, I, when's, when's the tournament, Stacey? Uh, those of you watching live, do me a favor. Give me a thumbs up or some kind of reaction, heart, whatever. Depends on where you're watching. It does help spread the show. Um, question. Does somebody want to work with me? I've got some ideas on a design that I would like to do as a limited time thing. If you help me do the design... And, you know, you have some graphic skill, so I don't have to do it all. Uh, I will buy you a mug. I will trade you a mug for a little bit of your effort. Just run that out there. Just let me know. I would, I would like to do that kind of stuff once in a while. Daniel says, makes perfect sense. I should have done that, but I didn't realize I was living in a sci-fi dystopian future. I saw Mad Max go past earlier. Uh, where did I see that the um, the big crazy vehicle from Mad Max Fury Road was going up for auction? You know, the one with all the speakers? Like that one? That one was going up for sale. I can't imagine buying that. Even if you like it. Even if it's super cool. Because it's so big. You would need like an airplane hangar for that thing. Because just the height alone is ridiculous. And where are you going to drive it? You can't drive that down the road. It would have to be a museum piece. It would have to be something like, I don't know that Jay Leno would buy that because he could park like a dozen really nice sports cars in that place, in that space. There we go. Well, I've got um, turkey legs cooking in the crock pot and making some bone broth. My, my digestion. And uh, anything else? Today, I don't think we're recording today. I think today is a non-recording day. Today is a non-recording day. Client, Justin and I have a meeting for Marshall Journal. You know what? 
to be honest, we have had a bunch of interest from Marshall Journal. So if you, we, we have this goal, we don't talk about this publicly, but Justin and I have talked about this. We have this goal of 30 active writers, 30 people who are going to contribute at least one piece a month because that gets us to our goal that we've had from day one of one piece per day. I believe something magical will happen for Marshall Journal if we can have one piece per day. I think that creates the habit. I think we get people coming back. So if you want to write, I would love to have you writing. Does it pay? No, but you get you get to promote yourself. You get some attention. You get to write, and you get first crack at the paid gigs in the print magazine. Yes, everybody who wrote for the print magazine got paid. Not much, but they got paid. Jared says, people who buy vehicles like that don't worry about space for storage. I don't know. That thing is so big, though. Like, it... it you know, a lot of people that collect cars, they, they buy the, um, the lifts, you know, so you can park one car underneath and, and kind of double up the space. You're not putting that on a lift. You need, you need like a whole barn for that thing. And if you asked a Vermonter, you know, hey, you know, why don't you put this in your barn? They would say, do you know how many tractors I can put in that space? <laughs> Dennis is, is responding to that. Well played. Dana says, lots of people write a blog about their training. No reason they can't do that on Marshall Journal. I completely agree. If you haven't read the content over at Marshall Journal, it's really good. We have really good stuff over there. I'm quite happy with the writers. It's, it's one of the things I don't have to worry about is the quality of writing, which initially I thought I would. But I don't. Justin does a good job. So... Yeah, Andrew and I have a conversation later today. Uh, we'll be talking about the podcast. We'll be talking about free training day. We'll be talking about other things that I'm not going to talk about, but you should get a shirt if you're coming to free training day. I think we sold like four shirts yesterday. People are buying shirts. I've almost got all the instructor sessions dialed in. Um... I berated a number of people yesterday to say, hey, I need your title. I need your description. We need to put this together. So, Because I have the difficult job of laying out a schedule where I minimize the amount of complaining. I want to do this and this and there at the same time. It's going to happen. Because honestly, the session is really good. Yeah, but that's my day. I'll go back to the gym. I might do some work outside. We'll see. So let's dig in. Let's dig into the stuff that you all gave me. <laughs> Jared says, that'd be a hell of a barn find. It sure would. Can you imagine pulling back the door on a barn and you see like that massive truck there? You'd be like, ah! I think I would have to, because if you've got the money to do that, you've got the money to do some dumb stuff. And I would have some, I don't know, sculptures commissioned of characters from the movie so it looked like they were sitting on the truck. And so you pull back the door and, ah, that would be hysterical. 
training no sense. It's impossible to organize anything like uh, the free training day schedule without people complaining. I agree. And I actually enjoy that no, even though I work really hard to put myself in the mindset of different types of martial artists and construct a schedule where there's as little um, conflict, right? Like if, if two instructors are running similar sessions, I'm not going to run them at the same time because there are plenty of people who are going to say, I want to see what that person says about it or let's see what that person says about it. And inevitably I get people who are like, but in session four, I want to do this and I want to do this. And they're coming to me like, I have a solution. I'm like, well, um, did you bring a friend? Can your friend go to that one? And can you guys compare notes later? And that's kind of the solution. All right. So I got some stuff from Frank here. I'm just getting organized. Yeah, tough. Choose. And here we go. So from Jared, where would you love to travel to train martial arts? People ask me that question. And of course, the, the stereotypical answers are, I want to go to Okinawa. I want to go to Japan. I want to go learn, you know, Kali in, in Southeast Asia. I want to... I'm going to go to China and do Kung Fu at the Shaolin Temple, right? Like, And yes, those would all be cool. But when I think about training, going somewhere to train because the art is from there, that's never really been a thing for me. I've never thought, you know, I really want to go to Japan or Okinawa to train karate. I've never wanted to go to Korea to train Taekwondo. Now, would it be cool? Yeah. But I look at it as, okay, yes, the arts come from there, but I would rather spend even half the time that I would be on a plane training. And I think we all know there are plenty of great martial artists everywhere. I could drive, you know, within an eight-hour drive of here, there are people who are, are just absolutely incredible. I mean, we've talked to plenty of them on the podcast. I would rather travel to train with them and bounce around. I, I've mentioned before, and I still want to have a bus tour. At some point, I still want to rent a bus or, or heck, just drive around myself and go from school to school and train, maybe teach in exchange for a a, a couch and a meal. <laughs> like I could be a dojo hobo. <laughs> I just made that term up. Anybody who says they did is lying. I made a dojo hobo. I could do that. That's my vision of traveling to train. Stacy says, I am the lucky person that gets to see almost all of them, except what's going against Laura's session. Kind of going to miss whatever else is happening that time. It's true because you're going to be there. He knows I'd settle for making it across town right now. Good morning, Frank. Jeremy's Flying Circus. Yeah. Ha. Stacy likes that. Dojo Hobo. <laughs> there have been a lot of people who've come on the show that I've wanted to go train with them specifically, but it's really not about the location. It would be fun to do, you know, I would like to go to Thailand. 
I would like to go to Thailand, hang out with elephants. It's a beautiful country. I'd like to go do that. While I am there, I'd like to train some Muay Thai, just so I can say, I did some Muay Thai in Thailand. I'm not going to fight. I'm not even thinking that I'm going to get significantly better or if at all better instruction than I might get from some of the very high-level uh, Muay Thai instructors I know here in the States. But it would just be fun to do it. Not so much because I took a class, but because I did it there. I would, if I went to Korea, which I have zero plans to, but if I went to Korea, it'd be fun to go to the Kukiwan and do some Taekwondo there. It would be fun if I was in Okinawa to do some karate there. But I wouldn't go just for the training. Daniel says, that's actually a thing in wrestling. People travel to Japan, mainly, and live in the training school for a month or two. Oh, that's cool. They sleep in the ring. Well, that's fun. I like that. Um, what's the what's the Japanese term for being that like live-in committed student? Something, Deshi? Jared would probably know. Jared, I think you're a resident Japanese expert. Uchi Deshi? Something like that. Next. What martial arts award would you be most honored to receive? Uchi Deshi. Hey, I was right. Yes. Uh, do I bring my gi whenever I travel? Depends on when I'm traveling. I am not... I don't just show up at random schools and say, hey, can I take a class? I have not found the majority of instructors to be understanding and accommodating of that. Now, if I know someone in the area, absolutely, I will go train. And if I can, I'll bring something. Honestly, it's usually my superfoot uniform because it's you know really thin and doesn't take up as much space. But I'm not just going to knock on a door of a stranger, especially if they've been training for a while because you know, even into the 80s, there was, a, some, you know, some lingering, hey, I want to challenge you stuff that happened in some areas. I just, doesn't matter how much you tell people that's not what you're there for. If somebody wants to see that and, you know, stepping into the lion's den, that's not, it's not safe. So what martial arts award would I want to receive? I don't know. I don't mind when we're recognized for the work that we do. I don't mind when the podcast specifically is recognized. Um, it feels good. It's nice. I'm, I'm proud of the work that we do. I have some frustration with, with awards, um, especially in the martial arts. I think most of you know that. I think it's nice to recognize people, to honor them. But I think... I don't think it has to go as far as it does. I think, you know, you look at 
like the Grammys or the Emmys. And you hear, even at that high level, that there's corruption going on in there. You know, you we've heard from a number of musicians over the years that they'll do things with the numbers on who wins. And we've seen over the last few years that there's been some effort from the Oscars to be more inclusive. But how long did that take, right? And it's... I don't mind being recognized for the work that I put in, but I don't need an award. I just, I'm happy with a handshake and a, and knowing that people appreciate what we do, which I do because they continue to download and watch. So we're doing something right. I wouldn't mind hearing from those of you in the chat what martial arts award you would like to receive. So the, that last one, that was from Chris. And yeah, you guys got my wheels turning, if you can't tell. So Frank, my friend, uh, September is preparedness month. Did you ever find a baton or nightstick that you were happy with? Uh, no. The handful of ones that I looked at were on Wish. They're a little bit longer than I want. What I really want doesn't quite exist. Um, and I probably need to put a little bit of energy into figuring it out because it's something that I do want to carry. I want, I want something that's eight inches, six to eight inches, that has an automatic telescope, telescoping out to probably 24 I think even 24 is fine. Um, about to t 18 could do it. Just something to give a little bit of range that doesn't take up pocket space. But then how do I carry it, right? Like that's the challenge. It would need to, you know, e an eight inch baton is, is a little bit long to go in a pocket, right? Uh, Jared says, Shodan, most important award. And yeah, people. some people do think of rank as being awarded. And I think that there's a, a there is a va absolutely valid perspective of that. I don't look at rank in that way. Um, even though my last two rank promotions were awarded, they were, there was no test, they were awarded. Um, yeah. Chris wants to receive the doesn't suck award. Well, I, I think we could, I think we could make that happen, man, because you don't make my own nightstick whistle stick. Surely white belt is the most important because you started, you could, you could certainly look at it that way. Um, yeah. So no nightstick. Not yet. As a martial artist, which would you say is more important? Being prepared with things like tools, weapons, equipment, etc. Or being prepared with knowledge and skills? Knowledge and skills. Because they can't be taken away. 
if if someone's perspective on self-defense is, let's say, only about tools, let's say it's about knives and maybe pepper spray and a stun gun and a firearm, what happens if they are in an environment where they're not allowed to carry those things? Oh, but I would never go there. Well, you know, sometimes you have to. Sometimes you got to go to, I don't know, any one of, of many places that don't want you to have those things. And sometimes they have metal detectors. And uh, sometimes it's a big deal if they find that you tried to carry a firearm into one of them. If we focus on knowledge, on skills, on principles of self-defense, you know that, yeah, I'd rather have the knife or the firearm or the stun gun, but I can take a, a coffee cup or a laptop or a rolled up newspaper and use that to my advantage. I think as martial artists, as human beings, we get far too bogged down on stuff. And I, I talked last week, I spent, a, I spent days putting together a pile of things I was gonna bring on my trip. I didn't use some of it, I used most of it. I, I, I was better than, than I usually am. But we take comfort in stuff. And if we can get better at taking comfort in our own skill, in our own knowledge, I think that serves us a lot better. <laughs> Frank says, in our land of plenty, you can easily get caught up in being prepared with things. Yeah. And I am, I've got things. There's, there's things around here that help me feel prepared. I don't know why the camera's so tall today. Here, let's fix that a little bit. We've got a whistle kick hoodie on. Um, I think principles, even before skills, what's, what's the, what's the quote that we put in martial artist handbook, um, from me, your, your, your techniques, Essentially, techniques turn into uh, principles, and then from the principles, you select the techniques. But it takes having a bunch of techniques to boil off and pull a principle out, like range, or uh, movement, or target selection. You know, just, it's all principle-based. And remembering it's principle-based, remembering that you will never be perfectly prepared for any situation, is an important thing to remember. All right, we got one more. And then I dropped it in the top. I'm gonna to drop it here again. If you are not part of the Facebook group, why don't you go join the Facebook group? I'm gonna leave a comment there shortly for tomorrow. And you can leave your responses for what you want me to talk about. We're, we're getting better with this. I wanna I want to give every everybody some, some props here. We're getting better with this. I don't have to ramble as much. And it's fun. So thank you. In life in general, which do you think is more important? Oh. Okay. So the, pardon me. This is where my brain is not fully awake yet. So it was as a martial artist, which is more important. What about life in general? 
being prepared with things and tools or knowledge and skills. I mean, you've got the obvious, if you have the tool, but you don't know how to use it, it's not going to be terribly effective, possibly dangerous, at the very least likely wasteful. If you have the knowledge, but not the tool, well, that's not really helpful either. I think if I, if I have to, in, in most non-combat situations, I would rather have the tool and no skill than the skill and no tool. Uh, what's a tool I don't know how to use? I've never used a wood planer before. Okay. I don't know how to use a wood, wood planer. I know that there is a, not a tremendous amount of skill that goes into it. You turn it on, it plain takes the layer off the wood. Could I figure it out? Yes. I would rather have a wood planer with no current skill to use it than be an expert at wood planers and not have one because I can develop the skill. When we talk about self-defense situations, that's not the time to develop skill. Um, having a chainsaw, but not knowing how to use it, there's some risk in just going out there and swinging it around and trying to bring down trees. So there are exceptions, but I think for the most part, in general day-to-day -day life, having the tool gives you the ability to develop the skill. And let's face it, most of what we use these days isn't that complicated to figure out, at least a basic competency. So, good stuff today. I want to thank you all for coming by, for watching, whether you watched live or later or you listened. I appreciate all of you. I hope you leave me some stuff to talk about for tomorrow. Look for that post on the Facebook group linked in here in the, in the chat. Those of you who, who chatted it up, thank you. You guys are great. Thanks for making my morning better. <laughs> and we'll end with this. So Daniel says, so the question is, should I have a can of gas in the garage or the knowledge of how to siphon it out of my neighbor's car? Your neighbor probably doesn't have much either. And I appreciate that you use the word gas in quotes because that's not what you call it. So hope you all have a good day. I will see you back here tomorrow bright and early for another episode of First Cup. Take care. Peace.